Injured in a car accident? We cap attorney's fees at 30% of the first million. Any recovery above that is all yours. No recovery, no fees or costs. If another lawyer wants more, lawyer up 904. For accidents, injuries, and more, lawyerup904.com. Today, Jacksonville got Trevor Lawrence, his Stefan Diggs. His touchdown. <laughs> Calvin Ridley was by himself. That, that's who Ridley is. And they will fake it to Gurley. Ryan, some pressure. Steps away, throwing end zone. And it's caught. Hitting the pylon. And he's in for the touchdown. Calvin Ridley for six. <laughs> Lofting for the corner. It's a touchdown. Ridley again. You guys know how much I love Steph. I think he's the best run runner in the NFL, right? That's who Calvin Ridley is. Second down off the play fake. Getting it away. Calvin Ridley doing the rest. Touchdown! Third season of Alabama, more than 800 yards all three years, but seemingly taking it to a new level this year. They work out of the uh, trick set here, and Russell Gage throwing it deep for Ridley and a touchdown! The expectations will now be that Trevor Lawrence in 2023 takes a meteoric rise. Yep. I can't love this more from Jacksonville. Yeah. Another fake, it's Ryan, has time going to the end zone. It is caught for the touchdown! Ten Ten XL ninety two point five FM presents Jaguars Today with your host Mike Dempsey, Tony Smith, Mike DeRocco, and E to the T. All right, good morning, everybody. Happy Thursday, Jags moving to put last week behind them. They've got to and take on the Tennessee Titans in Nashville this Sunday. You're listening to Jaguars Today. Good morning, Tony Smith. Good morning, good morning, D Rock. Heyo, E T. Yo, how's everything? Fool. Full belly? Yeah. Mine's kind of partially full. Oh, man. This morning. <laughs> what happened, man? What happened? Well, I know. I, you know. Story time. Iraq was <laughs> nice enough to ask us what we wanted for breakfast, and I thought that meant that's what he would get. But <laughs> Never guaranteed that, did nope. I? Nope. Uh, I got a, a muffin, nice dry muffin with bacon on it, nothing else. Oh, Eat. so you got a bacon sandwich. I got a bacon muffin I is what I got. I put like a bacon egg. I wanted a bacon, egg, and cheese muffin with no cheese. Uh-huh. So the... The egg part was the, kind of the key ingredient there that I was missing, D-Rock. Did you just uh, run out of cash, or how did this go I, down? Uh, you know, I didn't think that I would have to go through my order at McDonald's here on Southside Boulevard. Oh, because they never get it wrong Tinseltown. in the drive-thru, Tony. I've not had any mm-hmm. issues with all the other times I've bought breakfast. The, the, the moral of the, the story multitude is of times the lesson breakfast. I take here is just stay going to Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A never messes up. I got me griddle. <laughs> <laughs> Bacon, egg, and cheese McMuffin with no cheese. That's what I ordered. Bacon, egg, and cheese McMuffin with no cheese. With no cheese. Hold yeah. the cheese. I have to receive the receipt on that, please, Tone. <laughs> I'm not sure about that. Look, we all have that story. My wife will sit there. She's like, check that. Like, we got like 50 cars behind us. You better go through. I don't want to hear about it when we get home then. All right. Can you play the, the, the Joe yes, Pesci dear. thing from which, which oh, I know. lethal weapon they, was that? I think that? it was two, right? Was it two? <laughs> two or three? Yeah, that was two. I thought that it was, was the two. introduction to him, yeah. Yeah, first time he, he appeared as the, the character. Because yeah. we got a zany this up a little bit. We're used to Mel yeah. Gibson's zaniest. But they always blank you in the drive-thru. That's right. That's Clearly, at the McDonald's on well, Southside, they do. Today, they did. But that's all right. You know, because uh, you, you still have to pay full freight for those eggs. So, at least that's what I'm hoping, Tony. You didn't get any kind of discount 
on this thing. If you want to go drafting with us today, we're here for week 14 of the Breakfast Bowl. Only five weeks to go. Yeah. It is tight in the standings. Uh, call ET right now. We'll take the fourth caller that would like to get in at 641-1010, and ET will provide you a list of players that you're no longer able to draft today uh, because they've been used at some point this year. So if you want to go drafting with us, um, you will not have to buy breakfast if you lose or and you don't get breakfast if you win either, for that matter, uh, as the listener participant. But, Eat your uh, own cereal. That's right. I'm going to bring you some cereal with no milk, something <laughs> like that. I actually like ah. cereal with – you? I'll eat some cereal. I'll, I'll treat you like a cat. I'll bring you just, just a bowl milk. of milk. Yeah. There you go. I like frosted flakes with no, no milk. Yeah. Well, they're good to to a degree. Sure. What do you wash them down with though? A cup of coffee or whatever. yeah. I, get, I don't drink coffee, so I, mean, I don't know how I they mean, go. I like I, they eaten, wouldn't be good with water. No, I haven't eaten floor or I haven't had frosted flakes to eat for a long time. But when I used to eat them, I would just go right right for the dry flakes. Yeah. Go right in there. Yeah, they sog up too much. Big paw full of dry flakes. Uh, D-Rock, are we going to have uh, Trevor Lawrence playing football for the Jaguars this week? I'd be very surprised if he does not play. If he does not play. Yeah, he's going to play. I can't imagine. I, I just don't see a scenario where he's not going to be on, be out there. I really don't. Okay, what what gives you this level of confidence considering you didn't practice yesterday? Uh, they're being cautious with him, and Doug Peterson said he'd feel fine playing a quarterback, Trevor, that if, even if he didn't practice all week. Um toe is healing. I mean, it's going to be sore even up to game day, but uh, I just everything I'm hearing, he's going to play. Yeah. and What do you make of people making the argument that Jags, A, shouldn't have put him back in the game, right? They're down too big to not you know, to put him back in the game. Or B, I even hear people, I don't know how seriously I should take these people. Uh, not very, I guess, is the answer, but that if they're not ready to shut him down to some degree now, once the Jags are eliminated from the playoffs, I hear that, oh, well, why would you risk him getting hurt? Because you're paying him millions of dollars to play football for you, right? Isn't that the, the game? Like, you continue to play? Yeah, I, I don't – like, the only argument that you said there that you that you that I might consider was why did they put him back in the game? But wasn't a knee. It was a toe. He was able to go. He got checked out. He was medically cleared. Right. So – he goes back in the game, plus he wants to play. You know, it, it, his mind is going to be like, well, well, yeah, we're going to win this game. We can absolutely come back and win this game. We did it down against the, 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 the Raiders. We came back from 17-0. Um, you know, it, it's not, yeah, there, there's no scenario in his head where he wasn't coming back in that game once they realized it wasn't the knee. And, yeah, they're not shutting him down. Not when the head coach is saying, hey, look, yeah, we got our butts handed to us last week. But We're still alive. Yeah, they keep saying that. It's like, hey, you know, we got, what, five left and two against the Titans and one more against the um, uh, Texans there. Um, you know, we're not completely out of this division yet. So, yeah, if you're saying that and you're preaching that and you've been preaching that for the last month and then you go, yeah, I'm going to sit my quarterback down, then you will lose your – Locker room. 100%. Is there any circumstance over the course of these last five weeks beyond the injury being worse, something worse happening to Trevor Lawrence, but say the toe is getting better over the course of the next month, but they keep losing? Is there any scenario where in the last two to three weeks you would sit him down? No. I mean, I'm with you. Yeah, I don't see why you would. This kid needs as much um, experience, as much time in this offense as he can possibly get. This, If we get to that point where – 
they're out of it. They get beat this week. They get beat, you know, bad by the Cowboys, and it's like it's over, and the and the Titans have clinched the division or whatever. He still has to play to get right. Look, if it's, it's all if about it's week eighteen, and half your offensive line is missing. You know, I I can understand like in the final week of the season. You know, if you want to, if you've gotten that far, and you think that you can't protect him well enough. I'm talking about an extreme right. circumstance here. Yeah, no, I think he's going to play every I single snap the rest of I the year. I think he should, and he should absolutely, absolutely. All right. Well, today, uh, the question of the day is not specifically about Trevor Lawrence, but I would be surprised if we don't get a lot of Trevor Lawrence responses. In fact, I would expect it to be unanimous, but we'll see what you think about that. That's why we ask you these questions. Presented by Chad and Sandy Real Estate, moving forward, who do you think are the five most vital building blocks for the Jacksonville Jaguars? Pretty simple, pretty straightforward, and totally stolen from a question I saw somebody post about the Chicago Bears yesterday. It was basically the same thing. Who are the Bears' uh, five most vital building blocks moving forward? Borrowed, not that, stolen. Stolen is fine. I don't mind. <laughs> Total thievery, it's okay. I mean, the, it goes around in this business. You know, there's rarely a new idea uh, in this business, D-Rock. Um, occasionally, you get one. Probably the case in a lot of businesses, actually. I would think, yes. I would imagine. All right, so uh, if you want to get in today, Six four one ten ten is the easiest way to do it. On the phone lines or on the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures. Or hit us up on Twitter with your many comments, questions, and musings, Jaguar-related. At MD underscore 1010XL. At 1010XL Fat Tony. At ESPN Duraco And at IME2, the T. Come on. Somebody. Yeah, that's my man right there. And he, he, he's talking to somebody on hold. He put him on hold. He's like, hang on. I got to Yeah, we got Rob. We got <laughs> Rob. Come on, somebody. Right here. That's for the breakfast bowl draft, right? Yes, sir. E.T.'s getting him squared away right there. Uh, we'll hear a little bit from Trevor Lawrence, who spoke yesterday about his desire to play this weekend and how he's dealing with his injury here, the uh, sprained toe. So we'll get into that and all things Jaguars as they get ready to head up to Nashville for the first of two against the Tennessee Titans in the final five weeks of the season. With Tony Smith and Mike DeRocco along with E.T., I'm Mike Dempsey. You're listening to Jaguars today on 1010XL 92.5 FM. Yeah, feeling feeling better today um, than I was Monday and yesterday. You know, a little bit of the soreness is, is, kind of, is going down a little bit. Um, obviously still still sore and kind of taking it day by day, but um, fortunate for sure. You know, I feel, I feel pretty good. Now more Jaguars today on 1010XL 92.5 FM. That's Trevor Lawrence, of course, talking about how he feels. And, you know, it sounds like he feels okay. Obviously going to miss some practice time, already has this week. We'll see how big of a deal that is. You know, I'm not sure what caused Zay Jones, you know, the the dropping of all the passes this week, D-Rock, whether it was – was he – still was the injury bothering him? You know, was he trying to protect – don't know. It was a chest injury, right? So you're going over the middle, you're exposed, you're putting your hands out. I don't know if that said – others thought maybe his lack of practice time the past week. But I'm like, man, the, the guy catches passes for a living. It's all he does. Right. Like, did he forget how to catch passes? Like, I, I don't know. But – they practice for a reason as well, and uh, are you worried about, you know, Trevor not being as on point as he'll need to be if he, let's say, he didn't practice today as well, and he gets in a walkthrough tomorrow? No, I, I mean, I, no big deal. I mean, it's not ideal, 
But, you know, does that mean Trevor's going to complete 27% of his passes on Sunday if he plays? No, I think it's uh, – they're at this point in the season where, um, you know, maybe even a couple of days off rejuvenates the old body there. Um, take a beating every week. So, maybe it helps him a little bit. All right. I'm just asking. Um, yeah. I just want to go back quickly and look at a few of these yesterday and uh, use it to segue into what we're going to talk about next here. Uh, we asked – on the Chad and Sandy real estate question of the day, what, if anything, would you be willing to give up to guarantee the Jaguars sweep the Titans this year? And for different people, it's different. If they, some people are, hey, if that doesn't get me in the playoffs, I'm not going to give up anything. Others are like, hey, you know what? Anytime I could beat the Titans, I would give something uh, for that experience. And, you know, uh, just for example, a few from Brandon, if it's coupled with a playoff berth, I'd give up a lot. If it's just beating the Titans – well, still a lot. <laughs> so that's one guy, right, who remembers uh, the 90s, Tony. Uh, Doom said he'd give up margaritas until the next time we play them next season. Mm -hmm. So that's quite, Like if you follow Doom on Twitter. Likes his margaritas. The margaritas are up every weekend. Yeah. Like, but, it, you know, he didn't say a tight sweep now. Yeah. He just said margaritas. Yeah. True. And he didn't say, you know, if you beat them this week, you got to sweep them, too. Um Joshua gave up Reese's peanut butter cups, but why do I think that he doesn't like Reese's peanut butter cups? He's one of those people. Mm -hmm. um, a nut allergy, maybe. I, yeah, I'm not going to yeah. eat those. Um, let's see. Uh, Cristiano said, "If we sweep the Titans, I'll give up sobriety," which Ooh. is makes sense. That's intense. Right? Celebrate it. <laughs> um, Peter said, "All my Christmas presents." And then uh, this one from T. S. Jacks uh, said. I'll just have to give up bulky not running next year's draft, and I'll have to make myself okay with drafting an outside linebacker in the first round. So there were many, oh, I'll give up Trent bulky kind of answers. Yeah. And I, I think we're headed towards another fun offseason for Trent bulky on social media is my guess uh, as far as that goes. Um, I've been under the impression that I, I – Trent Baalke's not going anywhere, uh, like in the eyes of Shad Khan. You know, the, this team, you can certainly point to a belief that they've improved. They improved in the win-loss column regardless, and they're more competitive last week notwithstanding. But you also, I'm not blind to all the misses and all the money spent in free agency and all the additions on defense, and you have a terrible defense. And, you know, uh, your two first-round picks are underwhelming at best at the moment and on and on and on. And I see, because it's getting passed around um, on Jaguars Twitter to some degree, a blurb from a Jason Lock and Fora article that, and I understand a lot of people have no time for Jason Lock and Fora, uh, but this is what he put, this is in a, an article about which GMs might be on the hot seat this offseason. He says, I also continue to hear a Jaguars front office shakeup is forthcoming with Trent Baalke perhaps sticking around in another role, but with his future as a general manager very much in the balance, Coach Doug Peterson could come away with more power in Jacksonville. What do you make of that uh, little item? Uh, I have not heard any indication that Baalke's job is in jeopardy. Uh, and, and, you know, but I'm not saying it couldn't happen. Sure. But I would be – I have not heard any of that. I – Last year, I think on this show here, we were talking about Trent Baalke, you know, in the whole January coaching search thing. And I kept telling you, I have not heard that he's out. Mm -hmm. The people I talk to, he is not out. So, um, I'm have gonna, you, let me ask you this. Have you sought that kind of info or is it, you know, I have not sought it. No, but you generally kind of hear some of that stuff. Right. Um, but, you know, now seeing that report, I will obviously, you know, go ahead and 
Yeah, he's walking for is writing for the Washington Post now, and uh, so that's where that appeared. It's behind a paywall, um, but I was able to get there through Google. You know, just threw in uh, Washington <laughs> Post Trent Balky, and it came up. Well, so. I mean, I'll say this: Shad Khan certainly, I could understand if he called him into the the office and said, "Hey." We've spent uh, over $120 million in guaranteed money on defensive players the last two off-seasons, and we invested five picks on defensive players in the first three rounds over the past two seasons. Why do we stink? Why is this defense worse than it was last year? Why is Josh Allen not getting it done? Why is Trayvon Walker have two and a half sacks? Why is uh, this secondary uh, really struggling? Why are we now dumping – uh, Shaq Griffin when we spent all that money on him, that kind of – I mean, I can see him saying, hey, look, what's going on here? Um, but I don't – you know, and, and I don't know what Trent Baalke's answer is going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, right. You know, my thing – you know, if I'm answering it, I'd be like, yeah, well, maybe we don't have the right scheme. Uh, we got some guys in wrong spots possibly, and we took a kid first overall who never really played outside linebacker consistently and doesn't know how to pass rush. So – um, I mean, there's some concerns for sure, but I don't know that, that that's enough or that will be enough um, for Shad Khan to make a change. Obviously, plenty of time to discuss any of this. If it's going to happen, it's not going to happen until the end of the season uh, for this Jaguars team. But if they did decide to move on from Balky and say that as is at least to some degree indicated there that Peterson would be put in more of kind of that GM slash head coach role, at least given more power when it came to personnel. Would you be on board with Doug Peterson seeing those kind of responsibilities expand going into next year? Uh, I mean, he's not done it before. So uh, I I don't know if he'd be any good at it. I don't even know if he wants to do it, Mm -hmm. to be honest with you. I mean, that's a lot to have on the plate, being a GM, being the head coach, and then being the play caller as well. So, you know, maybe he sits there and says, you know what, I'll dump that play calling stuff and let Press Taylor call plays, but he really likes calling plays. So I don't know that that's something, you know, him being the GM, I don't know that that's something that that he would want to do or that would be in the best interest. Does he need to be the GM or does he just need to have, like, final say on the big decisions like they they all talk about there's a a collective process right and and so you would still have a general manager like if if the process were exactly the same we believe bulky is the one that wins the ties right now right essentially yeah essentially right so if everything else in the process was the same and push came to shove and doug peterson was the one who gets the tiebreaker you'd still have a general manager doing all that you know, organizing your your scouting department, all that. You know what I mean? Like, right. like so. And that you'd, you'd have, have a GM assistant. in name, yeah. and you you wouldn't be having to handle the day to day duties of it. You would just have a bigger hammer when it came down to these final stage decision making processes. Of are, are we going Trayvon Walker? Or are we going somebody else? And I'm not saying that that wouldn't have been the pick. I'm just saying, you know, yeah. Like, I- is that that would be more power? in Doug Peterson's lap, and it wouldn't necessarily be all that much more time-consuming. No, so then you'd have a GM in name only. Maybe. Who, who takes that job? Is someone going to take that job? I don't know. I mean, I guess sure they somebody's going to take that job. I guess, because there's only 32 of them, in theory. Um, well, I mean, Trent Baalke's under contract, right? Yeah. It, so if Shad Khan goes, hey, uh, among your duties, you no longer have final say, I guess is that, you know, 
I know, like, when you can't stop a guy from interviewing with another organization. Like, you're an assistant, you can't block them if they're going to have final personnel say on the right, roster. Right, if it's a promotion. Right, if can. it's a, right. Yeah, but you can it's, block lateral. Right, you can't, you can block a lateral move, but if a guy is being offered final say on the roster, then you can't block that kind of move. I don't know what that means in terms of, you know, what, I don't know what Trent Balky's contract indicates is that laid out like I get final say on all personnel decisions in that you know in his GM contract I would think that's a pretty important clause to have settled <laughs> right between management and uh, ownership right well and don't forget Shad Khan had told us last February at the hiring conference press conference of Doug Peterson that they were going to bring somebody else in as sort of like uh, another layer of the decision-making process. Until they saw how well they worked together. Right, exactly. Uh, uh-huh. That kind of went away. Uh-huh. Uh, but maybe maybe Shad could reconsider that move. And that might be something to to do, to have maybe a third guy. And, and I don't know where you place him. I mean, you brought in Ethan um, Waugh yeah. um, to kind of help out too. So what I don't he do? know. I Do we know? I, right. I, I I don't know the titles, but I mean he's done he does a lot of personnel work. I know that, um, you know draft stuff and and around the league guy, you know, around the the guys currently in the league that mm-hmm. kind of the personnel. pro personnel. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I mean I don't know. We'll see what happens. I, I I know that you know Shad Khan doesn't like to make changes unless it's absolutely necessary, and I don't know if. I don't think they're at the point right now with Trent Baalke where a change is absolutely necessary or that they don't feel that that a change is absolutely necessary at that point. So if you – will anyone's head roll for what they've put into this defense and getting virtually no results, right? They put so much draft capital, they spent so much money on that side of the ball this season, and it's gotten worse as the season yeah. is going on. Well, Guys are not improving. So what will happen? Like, what changes for the Jaguars on that side of the ball? Well, I mean, they could decide, okay, Mike, it's not working. Um, we want somebody else in here. Or they could do a, hey, we're going to bring in um, sort of like a John Fox kind of guy as like an overseer of the defense to kind of help you out a little bit more and be a little bit more hands-on and let's figure some stuff out. Um, but I think if anyone's head is going to roll – I would think after this offseason, it would be Mike Caldwell. Um, it's just, when your players aren't getting better and they're lost. Yeah, in some cases, you feel like they're getting worse. Right. They're, they're, those two rookie linebackers are lost. So maybe there needs to be some changes on that defensive staff. Um, you, you, we're, what is it, week 14? We're 13 games into this. Are they 4 and 8, 4 and 9? What are they? 4 and 8? 4 and 8. 4 and 8. So. We're 12 games into this, 13 weeks into this, and your defensive, your two rookie linebackers don't know where to go. They still don't know where to line up. I mean, if they are that confused, that's a coaching issue. And it's partly on the players, too, but maybe you're throwing too much at them. Maybe you're asking them to do things that they're really not comfortable doing, and that's sort of a recipe for disaster. When you ask your players that aren't good at something to do it, it's not going to work. At le- with Chad Muma, at least the production is pretty high, right? Even if he doesn't know exactly where to be on every single snap, he is producing, right? He's making plays. I feel like Devin Lloyd's impact in the stat column fell off as the season went on as well, right? And we all saw examples of 
Boy, Aluakon seemingly getting frustrated trying to line him up and things like that. But Muma has been filling up the stat sheet for the last couple of weeks. So Yeah, but he got lost a bunch against the Lions, too. They all got caught up in that eye candy that the Lions were running well, around. That's been the so, case I mean, for everyone on this team right, all but, year, but, but it not feels like. Muma, that had supposedly been Muma's strength mm-hmm. at that point, that he was not – he was – comfortable in what he was supposed to do he knew where he was supposed to be uh, but this time he got caught up with it too now now I don't know what you do if you're the Jags do you stick with Muma because maybe he got less confused uh, and they talk about simplifying now how, how simple do you want to be you know what I mean you got you can't you got to disguise coverages you got to right. you got to you can be really well, especially simple. if you're you not getting know, after the right, quarterback you with your down what you got to do if you're presented with this formation and this guy does this I mean th- you can't just be Drop into your zone, or you run at the quarterback. It can't be that simple, and and that might need to be a little bit, maybe a little bit more about that. That might need to be where those guys need to be at this point. Well, they, you know, Doug Peterson talked this week about how you know we've backed off some things, right? We we that maybe we're throwing too much at a bunch of new pieces trying to fit together. Although, I mean, I, I that shouldn't be an excuse for any of the veteran players, in no. my opinion. You know, you come in here, especially. The, the free agents, most of them are high-priced veteran players, uh, but you are counting on some really young guys as key components. But, I mean, like you said, how simple can you make it? And if you're needing to dumb it down this much, what is that? Did you make the right decisions? Did you bring in the right people here? Can they handle the complexities of the National Football League? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm not saying every, questions you're going to have to start asking. Right. I'm not saying every rookie is going to come in and be the finished product either. And, no. you know, that's not the case. But it is concerning that it does feel like, at least in the case of Devin Lloyd, he peaked early. And you could maybe argue the same thing for Trayvon Walker uh, a little bit. You know, and I, I know everyone's well, – some people will tell you, oh, he still shows up on film, getting pressured, being disruptive. Well, Finish. I don't know if that's gotta finish. You gotta finish. If you take him number one overall, that's the the number one uh you know, job descriptor. Get the quarterback on the ground. Yeah, and some of these defensive deficiencies would be masked if they were getting to the quarterback. Because they'd probably result sure they in some would. more turnovers. But and they were counting on Josh Allen with Trayvon on the other side of him. They were counting on Josh Allen to have a big year and it's not developed. And so is that on Josh or is that on the the scheme or no, I think that's on Josh. Um, you know, he's a pass rusher. Go get the quarterback. That's what your job is. Go get the quarterback. And he gets a lot of pressures. We've talked about those pressure numbers, but he just hasn't finished. And, you know, I think that's who he is at this point, a pressure guy who needs a really, really good pass rusher on the other side to be more effective. All right. Uh, let's take a break here. We'll come back and let's hear more of that audio from Trevor Lawrence speaking yesterday to the uh, assembled media down at TIA Bank Field. The question of the day presented by Chad and Sandy Real Estate asks you moving forward, who do you think are the five most vital building blocks for this Jacksonville Jaguar organization? Mike Dempsey, Tony Smith, D Rock, and ET. This is Jaguars Today on 1010XL 92.5 FM. Everything you need to know about the Jags, Jaguars Today on 1010XL. All right, here we go. We'll hear uh, a little bit more from Trevor Lawrence here on uh, his injury and taking on the Tennessee Titans. Uh, D-Rock, you're just telling us what you're working on uh, over at ESPN.com, basically looking at the biggest holes are going to be 
five weeks from now as we get into the offseason. Yeah, I, I anticipate you're not expecting a five-game winning streak and then getting help to sneak into the playoffs. Yeah, that is not on my uh, radar at no? this point. Oh, no, okay. sorry. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, look, the investment that they made in this defense in the last two years just has not paid off for whatever reason, whether it's personnel, whether it's the coaching, whether it's um, scheme, whatever. Um, but it's clear that they're going to have to continue to make a big investment in this defense going forward in this offseason. And, you know, maybe that's probably why they did the Ridley deal the way they did. Get, get him now. Yeah, got to get some help for Trevor now because you know, got to go corner, got to go interior defensive line, got to go another pass rusher. Um, it's, it's not good. <sighs> got to fix the whole defense. Yeah, again. Again, right. Like, I think it's like a, almost $130 million in guaranteed money the last two years. Yeah, I don't even care about the money except – it's not my money. You know what no, I mean? So but I don't it does care about the, I, I the right. Cap, I care yeah. about your ability to address other positions. And when you spend it unwisely, even though the salary cap keeps going up, this is the first time in a while that the Jags have been this far projected over the cap heading into the offseason. Now again, couple of personnel moves, you can quickly get right back there. Basically let Shaq Griffin and Roy Robertson Harris go. Right. And you're only a couple million dollars over the projected cap, but you're still a couple million over as opposed to Tony, I don't know, 50 million under. Yeah. Right? So, Which is where they've been the last three years. Right. You've had yeah. the ability to go out there and still sign at least one, two, three in that $10 million a year range. Maybe they'll have that ability to get one guy this year. Maybe they won't. Maybe they'll go a different route, you know, instead of trying to get a handful of higher priced guys, maybe they'll look for that kind of versatile mid-range mid-range veteran yeah yeah and you have to hope and and I think we've seen indications of that that your quarterback has developed to the point where he can carry this team with a bad defense you would hope you'd have I to mean hope. that's right. what you're counting which, on which is and, why you're gonna have people and I don't think it's a crazy argument saying you know what even if we spend all these picks on defense chances are we're not gonna be one of the top defenses in the league right away let's get Trevor another weapon I don't care and let's outscore teams yeah, I, that would – I mean, look. It's not a, the worst approach. D Doug Peterson's like, yeah, we're going to throw the ball. I want to throw the ball. I mean, he's not shy about saying, yeah, we want to throw it. We're going to throw it around, and we're going to do that. And if you want to make the argument that they should grab the tight end uh, in the first round with the Notre Dame tight end or whoever, or go receiver in the first – yeah, mm -hmm. it's just as valid uh, uh, an argument than to take the top corner when you're picking seventh. Right, if you get a receiver that you truly project as an NFL number one, and then you can bring in Ridley and you say, we just need you to be a two, right? And if you're a one, great. You know, if you play to that level, but you haven't played football in a while now, you're basically taking the, the Sean Watson break, almost two full years, right? right? It's like 700 and some odd days, I think, is what it'll be. It'll be, be for Ridley, right? For Ridley, and and yes. Watson was 700 days exactly. And, you know, so who knows what he's going to look like when he comes back. And then, Kirk, you're maybe the best, one of the top handful of slot guys in the league but you don't have to be a number one or even a number two necessarily in any given week. Those weeks that you do show up like a number one, fantastic. And let's go out there and score 30-plus points a week. Yeah, I mean, and look, you have to – Zay Jones and, and Ridley or Ridley and whoever else, if you draft that guy in the first round, you got three outside guys now. You can keep Kirk in the slot where he's probably at his best, and now you've got something going. Yeah, all right. Uh, let's get to uh, Trevor Lawrence here. Uh, we told you how he's feeling. He says he feels pretty good. How is he treating the injury that he's dealing with? 
Yeah, I mean, obviously, you want, I mean, you want to try to keep it elevated and rest it as, as much as you can, just let it heal up. Um, and, you know, obviously, it's just kind of, like I said, it's just day by day and see how it feels and as much treatment as possible, stay off of it when you can and all that stuff that we've been doing and continue to do throughout the week. Trevor Lawrence also said yesterday that he, along with the rest of the football-watching world, thought it was a knee injury at first. Well, I thought it was my knee at first, you know, um, just the way I got twisted and, um, you know, I thought I really thought it was my knee. That's why I kind of grabbed it on the field. It just scared me more than anything because it bent away. It's probably not supposed to bend. Um, and then when I was laying there, you know, my, my knee was hurting a little bit, uh, and I felt my toe a little bit too, but my first concern was my knee. So I was laying there, and trainers came up there checking everything and asked me if it hurt. And I was like, actually, you know, when they were moving it, it didn't really hurt too bad. So that made me feel better. And then when I got up and started moving around, my toe was my toe was hurting. Um, you know, and then from there, obviously, like after the game and Monday morning, I woke up and it was really, really sore, stiffened up on me. But, um, yeah, I kind of dodged a bullet for sure on that on that hit. That's the most important thing. It really is. You know, we say that it's not lip service. I mean, if you had even if you had won that game and you'd lost Trevor Lawrence for the rest of the year and probably into next year. Right. Or at least a good chance or at least have his entire offseason be wrapped up around some kind of complicated rehab. Whew. No, thank you. He's bendy. You look at the way his leg bent on that play. Yeah. I'm still stunned that he didn't tear ligaments in that knee. He's a young guy. Well, very bendy. I remember and that's those good. days. That's good. Remember being bendy back <laughs> in the day. Not so much anymore. Um, all right. Uh, was this the biggest injury scare that Trevor Lawrence has had? Yeah. Pro- I mean, I, I would say so. You know, I've had a relatively healthy career, thankfully. So, um, yeah, I'm definitely – Kind of the way my leg got caught, I was, it, it scared me when I was out there. So thankful that it's, it's nothing major and really, really fortunate. So thankful for that. Trevor, unable to practice on Wednesday. We'll see if he's able to be limited or go at all today or tomorrow. So we'll see. But still at least aiming at playing on Sunday up there in Nashville against Tennessee. And Trevor was asked, how do you get prepared for a game without being able to practice? Yeah, it's um, – you know, our, our offense is, is what it is. We do a lot of things week to week that changes, but um, it's, it's really just mostly about seeing the looks, practicing, you know, calling the plays, going through my, my footwork, my steps, all my checks, whether that's run game, passing game, all those things. Um, so I'm sharp mentally. So that's so that when I do come back on the field, that's not something that I got to catch up on, you know, because I've already got the reps in my head, you know, maybe just get a couple throws and rep a couple things that are a little unique this week. But, um, for the most part, you know, mentally, I'm going to stay in it or really I'm completely going to stay in it mentally. But that you can do a lot of the work that way because um, you kind of play play all the scenarios out in your head. And that's um, kind of like what we did today. So it was good. All right. So what if you can't practice at all this week? Didn't practice yesterday. Let's say you can't go today and uh, can't even go tomorrow. Are you confident that you could play without that practice work? Yeah, I mean, I haven't haven't done that before. You know, I've like I said, I don't know if I don't know the last time I missed a practice, so uh, it's kind of uncharted territory for me. But um, yeah, I mean, I think as long as I feel good enough to to go out there and, and run and cut and, and do what I need to do to to play um, and put us in a good situation, I would feel comfortable being out there. You know, I'm going to get all the reps mentally throughout the week and do what I can as the week progresses. So yeah, I guess yeah, COVID, yeah, would have been COVID. That's right. So. So if you play this Sunday, Trevor, how will you go about protecting that toe against the Titans? That's something that we're going to have to talk about as the game gets closer and come up with a plan. You know, honestly, don't have all the answers for that right now. Um, you know, my main focus is just getting healthy as soon as I can, uh, making sure I'm ready to go and, um, 
Yeah, so that's yeah. I, I wish I'd give you a better answer, but I really can't right now. Yeah, I don't know if he'd wear some special little insert in his shoe or something like that's that. What I'd expect the the big thing is, can you defend yourself? Right. Yeah, we don't need you to run for fifty yards. It's great if you can, right? But are you able to slide in the pocket, move around? You can't be a sitting duck back there, obviously. Right, and he'll be. I mean. He should be able to move okay. It's a pain issue thing um, more than anything else, I think, at this point. He's not going to do any further damage to the toe, from what I understand. Um, you know, when he plants to throw, how, what kind of pain will he have there? Um, the thing I'd worry about more, I think, is there's a lot of stuff going on around a quarterback's feet on any single play. Mm-hmm. Any, you know, how many times have we seen quarterbacks get tripped up because they're turning around to make a handoff and their offensive lineman steps on their yeah. foot? That's the kind of stuff I would worry about more in terms of, wow, what if someone steps on that foot? That that's that'll probably send him to the sideline for a while because that's going to hurt like hell and and you know you know set him back a little bit. Yeah, I mean, look, you hope for the best in that department. That's a risk anytime you right. play absolutely quarterback in the National Football League. All right, a couple more from Trevor Lawrence coming up, but first, Tony Smith, will take you around the National Football League. Now, gems around the NFL. Brought to you by Beaches Jewelry and Pawn in Jack's Beach. The Atlanta Falcons are making a change at quarterback, going with rookie Desmond Ritter over Marcus Mariotto. Atlanta took Ritter in the third round of the draft this year. During an exploratory operation, Buffalo pass rusher Von Miller was discovered to have a torn ACL. He will miss the rest of the season. New Orleans Saints running back Mark Ingram suffered a partially torn MCL on Monday night. He is expected to miss the rest of the year. Cincinnati running back Joe Mixon, who missed the Bengals game last week with a concussion, was a full participant in practice on Wednesday and has been cleared from the protocol. Denver wide receiver Cortland Sutton did not practice on Wednesday as he recovers from a hamstring injury. Houston head coach Lovey Smith announced yesterday that Davis Mills will get the start at quarterback for the Texans against Dallas this week. Los Angeles Chargers safety Derwin James did not practice Wednesday because of a quad injury. Head coach Brandon Staley, when asked about his availability this week, said, quote, we'll see. Week 14 gets underway tonight with the 5-7 Las Vegas Raiders at the 3-9 Los Angeles Rams. At 8-15 on Amazon Prime, the Rams could have Baker Mayfield, who they acquired on waivers Tuesday, active for tonight's game. Yeah, again, we talked about that a little bit yesterday. I just said odd. Uh, odd move for the Rams to pick him up, and apparently the only one who put in the claim on Baker Mayfield when he's not under contract beyond the end of this year. Rams are going nowhere. This, to me, screams they are concerned about Matthew Stafford going into the future, and they're just trying to get a look to see if Baker Mayfield fits into their culture, You know, get to know him a little bit. Otherwise, what's the point of bringing in Baker Mayfield for five games when you're out of it? Down the well, stretch. I mean, they're not sure if Wolford can play, right? And, I guess. And, and you got to have a quarterback, but right. you don't have the to. The other kid's an undrafted free agent, right? Right, but you don't have to pick up Baker Mayfield. There's plenty of veteran quarterbacks that would be a lot cheaper even than Baker Probably, Mayfield. Probably, but maybe they just felt like, you know, he's the quarterback whisperer, isn't he not? Yeah, maybe, but. That's the arrogance. Again, of, that's the arrogance of head coaches, man. I can reach him. I can get to him. Okay, but for, to what end? Okay, I reached Baker Mayfield. Now he's a free agent. I mean, are you? That's the point. Are you taking a look to kind of hedge you your have, bets yeah, about see if you Stafford's have availability? Interest. That, see if you have future interest. Hey, look, he was here for five weeks. He really picked up the offense quickly, and 
kind of liked his attitude. And That's know, what I'm saying, clicked. though. This, this yeah. is more of a – if they were 100% convinced that Matt Stafford is going to be just fine, elbow-wise and concussion-wise, uh, I don't know, honestly, why you make this move. I just don't – I don't see where it's worth it to invest the time in a guy that is probably just a short-term rental like that. And I get it. You're trying to win games, and what do the Rams care about the draft position? <laughs> How many draft right. picks? Um, all right, uh, let's move along from that. Let's get back. A couple of thoughts here from Trevor Lawrence as we wrap up uh, his audio from yesterday. Uh, just stating the obvious is this team needs to respond well after that loss to the Lions. I think we have to. You know, obviously it's a huge game for us, division game. It's a huge game because it's the next one too. I mean, you look at where we're at in our season, every game is – I mean, it's vital. So, uh, you know, we're going to respond the right way, and I definitely, you know, I got full faith in, in our group and the way we're going to bounce back, even just in practice this week. And had a great day today, and um, yeah. So I, I, you know, I expect us to come out swinging. And anytime, you know, we play these guys, that's that's the mindset, anyways, because it's it's a division game, especially. So, um, and I think we're both both teams are probably feeling the same way, obviously, after last week and just kind of what's at stake. You know, everybody knows that it's no secret. So, um, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I'm- Let's not forget, Titans got pounded almost as badly, of course, by a much better team yeah. in Philadelphia. But, I mean, they lost by 25 this week. They got absolutely destroyed as well uh, to the point where they fired their GM after, like, hey, you <laughs> see that A.J. Brown guy? Apparently he turned out to be really good. Uh, but, D-Rock, in, in all seriousness, Trevor's going to say what he has to say. How do you expect him to respond? I, I don't know. Like, I would never have expected that response in Detroit to a game that really finally – means something and you can point and say hey you win this and they lose that and it's in your hands the rest of the way and it was the worst possible response they could have given yeah and that's concerning to me because that that to me is a leadership issue in that locker room player wise um because they have been talking hey we're not out of this we can go on this run and we have everything in front of us it's all in our control and you come out and you play like that and, and Josh Allen saying, hey, yeah, you know what? We came out with no energy. I came out flat. How in the world are you coming out flat there? That, that is, to me, that was the most confusing and damning Like the thing. whole team. Yeah, th- that was the most confusing and damning thing that was said in that locker room outside. You know, they were all talking about, oh, we're embarrassed, we're embarrassed, but whatever. Um, I mean, I do think they'll come out and they, will, they won't be flat this week. I can pretty much – I feel like that's not going to be the case. Now – you know, I, I don't expect them to win. I don't think they're going to play particularly well defensively. Um, and I know that the Titans are, are not an offensive juggernaut, but this defense isn't stopping anybody. And, I, I you know, they're going to play um, as hard as they can. I don't think it's going to be a give-up game like a lot of people may think, but I just, I, don't, I just don't think they're good enough to go up there and beat that team with the style that that team plays. All right, hold those thoughts. So we're halfway home here on Jaguars today. The Chad and Sandy real estate question today asking you, uh, moving forward, who do you think are the five most vital Jacksonville Jaguars, the core guys to build around? And uh, we'll take a look at some of your submissions later on and give you our thoughts on that as well. Hit us up on Twitter, at MD underscore 1010XL, at 1010XL, Fat Tony, at ESPN Duraco and at IME. To the T, this is Jaguars Today on 1010XL and 92.5 FM. Jaguars Today on 1010XL, 92.5 FM. All right, if you want to get in, 641-1010 on Jaguars Today. we got our breakfast bowl draft coming up in about 15 minutes. 
a mostly full for my bacon muffin. E, <laughs> you know, okay, I suppose. I kind of, I kind of want to tank this week, just so I can have to buy next week again, and then just buy you like an egg patty, plain muffin. No, just an egg patty. Oh, just the egg, the, the patty, like the pressed <laughs> just one. Just the pressed egg, and Go just ahead. be like, here's your egg. Go ahead. <laughs> as long as you pay full price. <laughs> I'll I'll survive as far as that Sir, goes. So you just want the egg? Yeah, just wrap just it up. Just the egg. Just, just the egg. Wrap it up I, in the paper. It's in funny because I was thinking the same thing. Like I get throw it in a, the bag. A <laughs> breakfast burrito with no tortilla. Just whatever. The, the <laughs> just give me no. I just want the fixins. What? But you don't. Well, how are you gonna eat it? I'm not. Yeah, uh, don't worry not about the point. it. Yeah, it's <laughs> not the point. Put it on that wax paper. Wrap it up like it's a breakfast burrito. Put a burrito in the bag. Yes. Minus the. What do you need the wax paper? Right? Just throw it right in the bag. I'd like a Coke with no cup, please. Mm. <laughs> I'll just, <laughs> just hold out hold your hands. my hands. Here you go, D-Rock. <laughs> Open up. All right. Uh, my, what fun we'll have next week. Uh, <laughs> all right. So, you we were just talking on the break, uh, and you brought up the, the question, has this year altered your timetable for when you thought this team could be good? It's kind of hard not to, right? right. D- depending on how – look, this year's not over. So if they win three of their final games, they have the record I predicted they have. And really, so far, they've only been blown out once. We're living in the shadow of that blowout, right. so it feels terrible. But if we get five weeks from now and they go three and two down the stretch, and I'm not expecting that. But if they did, then we'd be like, oh, okay, well, then you finished in the right way. You finished about where we thought you were going to based on your talent. You were competitive almost every week of the season. That could be a springboard. So I, I think that's an incomplete for me right now, but I'd have to say at the moment, like if they win one of their final five, if they get swept by Tennessee, lose to Dallas and maybe the Jets on Thursday night football, and don't kid yourself, even with my, they might be more dangerous with Mike White. Um, then I'm going to feel like they haven't made the necessary progress to, to make that huge leap next year. That Look, you could still do it. Right, the Bengals sure. went from a four-win team to the Super Bowl. Right, so it's possible, uh, and you'd have a second year for Trevor Lawrence and Doug Peterson's system and all these different things. But uh, for me personally, I, I, it's an incomplete right now. How do you feel? Well, offensively, they've made the progress, and Trevor's made the progress that I need, wanted to see out of him. Um, I think we can all agree on that. So offensively, they're either ahead of or right where I thought that they would be and where they needed to be. Defensively. They're a mess, and um, I mean, I, I, I do think that that alters it a little bit for me. Now, if things change over the last five weeks, like you said, and, and they put a couple of decent defensive performances together, maybe I'll change my mind, but it, it's got me thinking, look, when you have to totally rebuild the side of the ball again, I, I don't see how it can't help you or it can't set you back a little bit. Now, that doesn't mean they still can't be a playoff team next year, but you know, I don't know that I would expect them to be. And and if they had made some progress defensively, I think I would have expected them to be. Well, and I think the division's going to create a pretty clear path, right? <laughs> like, the division's not going to get that much better this offseason. We'll see what Tennessee's going to do at quarterback with Ryan Tannehill. And if they have to go to Malik Willis, who... That was a lot of fun. That was, uh, wow. Uh, for the few weeks Derek that they Henry had to play Derrick Henry would be a year older. Right. Like, I do think... When we get to the end of the season and we're getting ready for 2023, the thing I remember saying going into this year was when I would do 
interviews outside of this market, and they would ask me, what is your expectation for this year? We get to the end of this year, and the Jaguars have clearly the best quarterback-coach combo in the division. Yeah. That's my expectation. And I don't think I've seen anything to change my mind on that. No, not at Going all. into next year. And they have an opportunity. To, they're, they're bringing in Calvin Ridley. We'll see what else they do, right, to improve this team. I'm with you. They got a lot of things to fix on the defensive side of the ball. They're in a division with three other teams that are going to have a lot of things to fix in a lot of places, and a lot of them are going to be more crucial than coach and quarterback, which the Jaguars will have handled. So, for me, no. The timeline for me for them to take a step forward hasn't changed yet, but I that is with, in my head, the expectation of seeing Trevor Lawrence get back to being the player that we saw him be for the three weeks leading into the Detroit game as opposed to what we saw the up and down before that. See, I think there's a difference, though, between them contending for the division and taking a step forward. I think the division is coming back to them, right, is where we're at right now. Um, in the in the overall picture, no, I get right. it. Tennessee yeah. still got separation at the moment, but I do think that's a team that, like Tony said, has got major questions about what they do long term at the quarterback position. Um, but I thought you know this would be the year you're you're seven and ten whatever, and then you're using it as a springboard to nine, ten, eleven wins next year. I'm not there right now. That doesn't mean look. I'll be ha- go. Go nine and eight and win the division yeah. and get in the playoffs, and that's fine. And that almost buys you that extra year. If you're in there as a division winner next year, no matter how you got there, kind of buys you that little bit of extra time until you're that team that you don't have to win it by three games next year. It just it couldn't wouldn't it be great just to get in the playoffs, period. Um, but I thought I'd be expecting more than maybe we can contend because the division is weak. At least that's where I'm at at the moment. Yeah, that makes sense. And and you know, look, the, the, we don't know what we're going to see out of the Colts quarterback-wise there. That's the biggest question there. I think that they're still <laughs> – Spin again. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I, I don't know what they're going to do there. I don't know. I mean – Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's – Baker Mayfield. Who knows? Right. Who knows? Um, But, you know, the Texans, will, what will it be? Bryce Young maybe? Who knows? C.J. Stroud? I mean, I don't – I mean, you got a rookie quarterback on a roster that's really, really bad. Um. And then you have the Titans. Your boy like you uh, Kuyper's still pushing Will Levis as the number one quarterback. Well, I mean, he, whoever it is, <laughs> that roster needs a lot more work than just the quarterback. So the division is definitely one of the league's worst, and it's definitely winnable for a team that's just essentially mediocre. I think in 2023. All right, I've got a fun exercise, but I don't think we'll have time for it today. So I'm going to shelve that one because somebody will steal the idea. It's a good one. So okay, um, it, it'll be fun. Just kind of. Looking at where the uh, Jags defense stands, but uh, I don't think we'll have time to get to it today. But you want to listen just in case we do. Uh, And also, uh, we'll give you our five key vital building blocks for the Jaguars the way we see it as of today. And that's our Chad and Sandy real estate question today. Who do you see as the five vital building blocks for this Jaguar team going forward? Uh, We'll discuss that in the final segment. Breakfast Bowl coming up on the other side. Mike Dempsey, Tony Smith. D-Rock and E.T., this is Jaguars Today on 1010XL and 92.5 FM. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and beautiful people all across the world, let's get ready for the Breakfast Bowl Challenge! All Jags, all NFL, Jaguars Today on 1010XL. All right, the greatest contest in the history of contests continues here 
for week 14. It's breakfast bowl time. Tony Smith, if you'd be so kind to yeah. recap how things went down in week 13. I took the week with 90.2 points. Dempsey just behind me with 86.64. So still really tied at the top between the two of us and the listeners who last week came in third with 81.1. ET in fourth with 63.1. Just ahead of Mike DiRocco with 61.06 on the weekend buying most of us a sandwich yeah, from McDonald's. Most of us complete breakfast, a complete nutritious breakfast, but uh, some of us not so much, but that's okay. E.T. Uh, kind of taunted you there, D-Rock, by beating you with only four guys, basically one hand tied behind his back. You know, like work backwards, whatever you want to call it. Well, you know, I have nothing to say. You don't. You should I don't. I'm embarrassed. Thank mm. you. I came out flat. Um <laughs> Just no excuse. wanted to pass this along for so everyone's on the same page here uh, that if John Wolford can't go tonight, Baker Mayfield will start for the Rams. So mm-hmm. when you're stacking your board, make sure you consider that uh, in your decision-making process. All right, let's welcome in Rob on the south side, who's going to be our listener participant for the Breakfast Bowl this morning. Good morning, Rob. How are you? Good morning, gentlemen. How y'all doing today? We're doing quite well. We appreciate you listening, and thanks for playing along here. I'm sure ET has got you all caught up. You have the uh, list of players that are not available to you this week. Is that correct? Yes, sir. I got them ready to go. All right, just making sure. And uh, Rob is part of the listener team now for the year, and they're doing very well. They're what, like eight points out of first place, something like that, something right? Something like that. Yeah, I have a slight lead at the top, nine fifteen. You're at nine thirteen, and then the listeners at nine oh two on the year. Okay, so but, yeah, thirteen points back. Yep, 13 Still right points. there. Well within Let's striking distance. Yeah, yeah Rob. Tight. Let's see if yeah. you can. And uh, there's no penalty if you lose, um, certainly. But uh, all if the listener team wins collectively for the season, all 18 of them will get uh, the coveted spots in the Jaguars today head-to-head fantasy leagues next year. So, uh, Rob, you're going to be drafting third this week. Uh, it'll be yes, D-Rock, sir. ET, yourself, me, and then Tony. We take a quarterback, running back. Wide receiver, tight end, and a flex. It cannot be a quarterback. can be uh, any other of those three positions. It is point per reception scoring. And, of course, the trick is once you use a player, you cannot use them again for the rest of the year. And if someone takes that player in a given week and they take him legally, uh, then no one else (laughs) can use that player. And uh, I think that's pretty much it. And we will mercifully uh, mock you if you take one of those players you're not allowed to have. So uh, with that, D-Rock. You're on the clock here, sir. Am I on the clock? You are. Uh, I'd like to apologize for the performance last week. Mm. First, uh, try to get our quarterback. Why don't you trade out of this spot? Well, you know, it can't really be any worse than what I did last week. Right, you picked Titans all our our Jaguar opponents all season. Uh, You clearly picked Derrick Henry if he was available this week. I took multiple times. I picked someone going against the Jags one time. And you picked Trevor and tried to throw the kibosh on him. Yeah, exactly. No one's happy with you. Who are you taking? What else is new? Joe Mixon. Go mix it. Okay. All right, mix it off the board. E.T. I'm going with uh, James Conner. James Conner. Interesting. All right. Uh, Rob, you're on the clock, sir. I'm going to go ahead and get Geno Smith. Geno. I like Geno. He's number two quarterback on my personal board this week. I'll take the number one, Tyler Huntley. I can't believe y'all let him get that. Tyler Huntley for yeah. a free – Start right there for the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, Tony, 
I'm upset with all of you. Well, I, I feel that way every time they let you get a guy, yeah. too. I'm like, ah. Oh, I didn't say anything. I wasn't trying to tip the scales. I but Tyler Huntley, Geno Smith. One, I know. two on the board I know. right there. I was Boom. like, it, ugh, oh, yeah. so disgusted by you guys. Okay. Uh, I will take TJ Hawkinson. Hawkinson, okay. Revenge game. And Garrett Wilson. Okay, both guys somewhere on my various lists this week. All right, uh, Garrett Wilson's off the board. I'm going to go ahead. I'm, I'm really surprised that uh, E.T. didn't take this guy because you're upset that he didn't get him last week, and he's going against the worst run defense in the league. Give me Zeke. You can have him. Ezekiel Elliott against Houston this week, please. Uh, Rob, back to you. You got Geno Smith. Who's next? I'm a pairing with Tyler Lockett. All right, love Tyler Lockett, but I've already used him, but that is always – a good pick. Like that a lot. Uh, E.T. got James Conner. Who's next for you? I'm going with D.K. D.K. Metcalf. All right. He's getting a piece of that Geno Smith game as well. All right, D-Rock, you have Joe Mixon and you have back-to-backers here. Yeah, I'm going to go with Keenan Allen. Okay. And uh, Tyler Conklin. Ugh. Brother, I've given up on Tyler Conklin. <laughs> I really have, because I play. I have some deep leagues where I played him multiple times. He's been year. burned, huh? Every time you play him, he gets three points. I'm so due for a good. Congrats one. to you. I hope you get those three. <laughs> I'm um, due for a touchdown performance. Et Connor Metcalf, who's next? Uh, do do I'm going with Isaiah Pacheco. Pacheco. Good luck. He stunk last week. Hey, didn't he at 16? Yeah. That's not enough. He That's was not like enough. Your, he was like your star. That's last not week. enough. Man, all right. That is you had, not you had, enough. The, uh, you had him on your squad, huh? I did. That's uh, not he enough. 18 last week is what he needed. All right. Correct. Rob, you got Geno Smith and Tyler Lockett. Who's the next for you? Let me get Tony Pollard. Why don't you go ahead and get Tony Pollard, man? I would have rather had him than Zeke, too, but <laughs> I've already right. used you him. You have what you have. At yeah. this point in time. All right. So, uh, all right. Tony's already taken tight end, so I could wait on tight end. Uh, but pretty much all the rest of my guys are freebies this week. So go ahead and give me Greg Dulcich. Thank you. Dulcich it is. Uh, Tony Smith. Got Garrett Wilson and TJ Hawkinson. Sure. Uh, sure I will I do. take Kirk Cousins. He's going to go with the Mike White hookup. And... All right, DeAndre Swift. Okay. DeAndre uh, Swift. I will uh, I'll take DeAndre Swift's teammate. Here's how you say it for folks who need to know. <laughs> Amon Ra St. Brown. Okay. I heard a lot of pronunciations of his name this week. Most of them were not Amon Ra St. Brown. I'll Amun just Ra. say that. Amon Ra. Heard a lot of that. I also heard Amon Ra St. Braun. But... Well, let, there's let a large German population up in that area. There of the definitely is, so right? Maybe. So perhaps. Uh, but I'm going to Amon Ross St. Brown. So back to you, Rob. You got Gino, you got Pollard, you got Lockett. Who's next? I'm going to take Josh Jacobs in my flag. Why not? Red hot. Hope he uh, has a setback in pregame tonight. <laughs> um, <laughs> just because I'm honest. Uh, E.T., need a quarterback or a tight end here? For my tight end, I'm going to go with. Dalton Schultz. Schultz. Okay. Uh, saving his QB pick. D-Rock, you get a QB and a flex. Yeah, Adam Thielen. 
Thielen, Thielen in the flex. And right. Joe Burrow. Burrow, okay. E.T., quarterback. For my quarterback, I'm going to go with uh, – make sure you I ain't drafted him already. <laughs> yeah, that guy already got drafted, so I ain't going to take him. I'm going to go with Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray. All right, I was checking – E.T.'s list very closely there, just in case. You don't All right. trust him, do you? Uh, no, I hope I was hoping, <laughs> though. Uh, let's go, Rob, a tight end for you, sir. I'm going to go with, uh, I think he's back this week pretty good. I'm going to go with uh, David Njoku. Okay. You hope he's back this week. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go with Ramondre Stevenson in the flex. Everybody else has used him, and Tony get a flex as well. Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill. How have you gone this long without taking well, Tyreek? That's uh, impressive. You know, that is pretty impressive. Um, I could type his name into his list to make it look like you already used him, but <laughs> he's got the records. All right, here's what we've got. Uh, D-Rock, you've got Joe Burrow, Joe Mixon. Oh, he's loaded up. I see the mistake already. There's no mistake. Burrow, Mixon, Keenan Allen, Tyler Conklin, and Adam Thielen. E.T. going with Kyler Murray, James Conner also doubling up. Uh, there, uh, DK Metcalf, Dalton Schultz, and Isaiah Pacheco. Rob going with the hookup. Geno Smith to Tyler Lockett. Also has Tony Pollard, David Njoku, and Josh Jacobs. I'll roll with Tyler Huntley, Ezekiel Elliott, Amon Ross St. Brown, Greg Dulcich, and Ramondre Stevenson. At least three of those names seem made up. Mm-hmm. And uh, Tony has Kirk Cousins, DeAndre Swift, Garrett Wilson, TJ Hawkinson, and Tyreek Hill. All right, Rob, I take, I, I'm assuming you're a Jaguar fan if you're listening to this program. Is that correct? Absolutely, Mike. I've been a ticket holder for 22 years, buddy, and I'm parking in lot A for 22 years. All right. <laughs> well, brother, you know what? You've been uh, at some times suffering, at other times uh, exalting. Uh, how do you think the Jags will perform this week up in Nashville? Man, just let's go play the game. Please show up. That's all. Let's, right. I mean, it, it's a tough road. I know we ain't won up there in a while. I've been to Nashville. It's a great time. I'm not making the trip this week, but uh, maybe we can wheel off five in a row and find a way to sneak in this thing. Hey, that that's the optimism we need more of around here. Let me ask you what D-Rock was asking a moment ago. Has this year, Rob, changed your timeline in your head for when you think this team might arrive with Trevor Lawrence at the helm? Like, whatever you thought they were going to be next year, have you changed your opinion on that uh, based on some of the struggles they've had or, or not? No, going into this, I thought next year was our year, but looking at what we've done and what we've left out there, uh, we we definitely had a chance to make some noise this year. Um, the defense has got to find a way, though. We we you know we it's the offense. I think when we get Ridley next year, we incorporate some more some offensive scheme, but we got to find a way to cover our secondary is just just struggling big time right now. So. Hey, man. That's the problem right there. Hey, appreciate you breaking it down, man. Thanks for playing the uh, Breakfast Bowl with us. Wish you luck this week, but not too much. And, uh, you know, hopefully the Jags will get that first of the five they need to make us happy to close the season out, Rob. Let's go. Duval. Duval. Right back at you, buddy. There he goes. Rob on the south side. Excellent job. He came in prepared. I like the Geno Smith pick right off the bat. Love hooking it up with Tyler Lockett, so we'll see how that goes. Breakfast Bowl is officially now in the books for week number 14, all except for the crying. Usually me about my order if it doesn't come (laughs) in right. That's uh, usually where most of the crying is uh, located. All right, uh, we'll come back. Let's look at the Chad and Sandy real estate question of the day. Who are the vital building blocks for this franchise right now? We'll get your responses as well as our own. 
When we return in the moment, this is Jaguars Today on 1010XL 92.5 FM. Everything you need to know about the Jags. Jaguars Today on 1010XL. All right, got about 12 minutes here, uh, E.T. You want these Jaguar fans and listeners to get their backs up off the wall, pick up the phone, and call you at 207. Let's go. Yes. Show the heat. Hate. And the heat. Bring the heat on the hate. 7071-207-7071. Tony said it, man. It's Titans hate week. I know it's tough right now, but... If there's any game that we want to win, we want to win this one right here. Come on, somebody. Come on. Uh, give ET your thoughts on Jaguar football, the good and the bad, and, uh, you know, give a hearty Duval and a come on, somebody, and you got a chance to be featured in ET's Come On Somebody segment on the Public's Tailgate Show this Sunday in the 10 o'clock hour. So, uh, 207-7071. You can call today. You can call tomorrow, but uh, don't wait too long if you want to get featured in that segment coming up. All right, uh, speaking of getting featured, let's feature our thoughts on today's question of the day in a 1010 Take. 1010 Take. Now, the 1010 Take with Mike Dempsey, brought to you by Northern Tool. Start solving your projects today at northerntool.com. We're made for this. All right, uh, do you guys do this list in order? Like, did you rank them one through five, or you just put them all in there? Uh, I got them... One through three is in a solid order. After that, it's a mishmash. Okay. Uh, today, we asked, moving forward, who do you think are the five most vital building blocks for the Jacksonville Jaguars? Um, why don't we do the Tony, why don't you go one name at a time? Okay. And then we'll tell people if we have that name on our list as well. Okay. Go ahead. Trevor Lawrence. Yes, I have that name on my list. It was a struggle to put him on there, but yes. Yes. Um <laughs> One through five, sure. I, I, <laughs> however you want. Uh, if he's not number one on your list, yeah, your list probably shouldn't be taken seriously. Mm-hmm. All right, so uh, we all know how vital he is uh, and how Trevor goes will largely determine how this organization goes over the next half decade plus and, and longer, right? I sure. think that's fair. Uh, who's next? Travis Etienne. No. No. I don't have him on my list. I don't either. Okay. Give me the case for Travis Etienne on your list. Uh, he's their most explosive player on the entire offense. Now, maybe they do something to fix that going into next year, and I would love to have a big body on one of the lines of scrimmage there. They got nobody that's worth mentioning, um, at least not ahead of Travis Etienne in that kind of category to me because he is the explosive element of their offense. Why is he not on your list, T-Rock? Um, because I think shelf life's running backs aren't very long and the, he's a really good player, but I just don't know that you're still counting on Travis Etienne four years from now because yeah. then comes the payday and all that. Cause I'm looking five, six years down the road. Sure. I'll be honest. I don't know if everyone on my list, you're going to be counting on five or six years from now, mm-hmm. but for me as well, I think running back is a replaceable uh, position. I mean, look, we're this franchise doesn't do it very well, but. right? But we're right. But look, they did find James Robinson, who's an undrafted guy, and and got two really good years out of James. Right? No matter where his career is at at the moment, you can't deny the impact that, that they got out of him. He was really good. So anyway, Etn not on ours, but he is on Tony's. Who else you got? Tyson Campbell. Yes, me as well. How yeah. about you? Yeah. He's the second player on my list. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tyson Campbell. I mean, hell. You know, he may not be an alpha, shut him down, you know, Stephon Gilmore type guy, but he's an NFL corner. Yeah, 
right? I think it's looking more and more like he's more a two. Probably so. Yeah. Right? But, okay, we don't have a one. We don't have a three, a four. You know, like, I'll, I'll take a two yeah. right now. It's where do they have a whole lot of ones? Maybe at quarterback? Anywhere, right. Maybe. Right? All right. So, who's next? <sighs> this is where I stopped having fun uh, putting together this list. I could go... With about five different names right here, I landed on Luke Fortner. Vital building blocks of the Jaguar regime. Luke Fortner, D-Rock, what say you? Yeah, I have him on my list, too. Do you? I do. I did not put him on my list. I think he's a 12-, 13-year guy that you're just going to not have to worry about that spot. He's a pretty smart kid, and you know I expect him to be better as things go forward. And you've got the middle of that offensive line. Um, a really a stalwart there. So, yeah, I, I actually had him on there, too. Okay, if you could only have one guy for the next two years, you want Luke Fortner or Cam Robinson? For the next two years? Well, he's under – because that's what Cam's under contract for. Yeah. Um, that's a tough question for me because Cam has been up and down. I understand. Um, and I think he's overpaid for the role that he's – or for the level of play he's in. He's like a top 40 offensive tackle, I think. Okay. Um. So I probably I might actually take Fortner to be honest with you. I would probably not just because of the how vital that position is. But I understand the argument. I didn't have him on my list. I don't think it's crazy by any stretch. All right, Tony, who's next? <laughs> this one is the one. I hate myself for even putting it on there. Oh my. Um. Trayvon Walker couldn't do it. Yeah. I have him on mine too because yeah. he's going to be here. Yeah. And and I expect him to like, improve somewhat. Like Caleb on Chase on. Uh, I'm just saying. Kalevon I mean, won't, but you're not dumping the well, number one overall pick. I, I get that, but, I mean, he's first-round pick. I mean, they dumped C.J. Henderson, who was yeah. a top-ten pick. Well, I'm not saying they're right. dumping Trayvon Walker. Don't right. get me wrong. but And I think looking four or five years in the future, I don't. I think there is a very small to almost 0% chance that he's playing the position he's playing right now. I, I think at some point in the next year or two, he's transitioning to a hand-in-the-ground on the line of scrimmage player, and I think he's going to be better off for being put in that kind of position at some point where he's allowed to just try to be the stronger guy. Like, that'll be his job, play to play. I think that's a better position for him to be in, and hopefully they figure out a way to do that at some point in the near future. I'm just not convinced he's ever going to be a difference maker, like one of the best at his position in the National Football League. He may be. Yeah. I'm just saying that's how I feel well, as we sit here today. And I, it goes back to they don't have a whole lot of ones on the team. So in my mind, I was like, well, where can I make an argument for any of these guys to be at the top of their position okay. in the league? And I don't like, and I went through it. I was like, I don't, I don't know. I going into the year, I thought maybe Cisco would be a guy that I would feel. I'm not putting two members of this secondary on a building block <laughs> list. I hear you. Right. Like I just can't make myself do that. It was, yeah, five is. Have you, oof. have you uh, looked at the pass rush stats oh, I for know. this football team? Oh, so I, know. I do have Cisco on my five. Because I think he's shown more at what we ask him to do in terms of getting his hands on the football than Trayvon Walker's shown, you know, in much of anything other than great hustle, right? We love the great hustle. And uh, he's getting pressure, uh, we hear from time to time. But it's not resulting in anything that's altering the quarterback's ability to make plays. Uh, it doesn't appear. So, anyway, I put Cisco on my five. Sure. You had, that was your list? That's my five. Right? Who else did you have, D-Rock? That didn't? I had, uh, believe it or not, Christian Kirk on I did there, too. And I thought about Calvin Ridley, but I don't know. Like, it's just a one-year deal next year, and I don't know what you're going to see. I can't right. count on them signing him, but if he's good, then I would put him on the list 
Um, I mean, in right, terms but of, yeah. As but, you sit here today, you right. don't know what you're going to get out of right. my thing so through I'm, the same I'm thought saying, process. Yeah, I'm going Ka- uh, Christian Kirk. All right. Is that it? Does that exhaust your list? Well, I had Trevor, Luke Fortner, Campbell, Walker, and Kirk, yeah. Walker and Kirk. All right. Now, uh, the question of the day asked you, who are the five most vital building blocks for the Jacksonville Jaguars? Did not say players. Right. Doug Peterson's number two on the – tell me, Doug Peterson, and I get it if you were thinking just strictly players. Would you – Keep any player other than Trevor Lawrence over Doug Peterson for this roster. No. Not a single one no. I would take. Right. So I get it if your headspace was thinking and just. You could argue a player's Trevor list. or Doug should be one then. No. Honestly. No way. No way. I, I would uh, I would take uh you could throw money at Sean Payton to come in. So there would be coaches that would be willing to work with Trevor Lawrence that I think could develop Trevor Lawrence. I think he's important and I like the offensive staff that he's put around Trevor, but you got to have the raw material to work with. I don't. I don't think there's any question. Trevor should be number one on the list. But that's my list. So mm-hmm. uh, let's see what some of the responses we got uh, today. I and bet I'll, you there's a couple that don't have Trevor in the top five. Uh, I, I I'd be shocked if a single one doesn't no, have Trevor bet, in the top I don't know. five. People don't like Trevor. I, there's a lot that's, of people on social media that still are calling him a bust. I've uh, seen, I will I block it. those people now. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. I, I would not be surprised test. if there's one or two that don't have him All on right, the list. Here's from Scott. Doug Peterson, Trevor Lawrence, Luke Fortner, Tyson Campbell, Trayvon Walker, right? So all guys that have been named so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, Baxter goes Trevor, ETN, Campbell, Cisco, and Walker, okay? Uh, T'Challa says Trevor, ETN, Ridley, Campbell, and Aluikin, okay? I, uh, I don't think he'll be here. I, I think he'll be, year. like, right, next year he'll be vital, and I don't know if he'll be here beyond that I either. I don't um, see that, yeah. But that's okay. Uh, Trevor? ETN, Cisco, Campbell, and Walker. That's uh, from Trevor Lawrence of Arabia. Trevor, ETN, Campbell, Cisco, Walker. Same group from Craig. Um, Trevor, Kirk, ETN, Campbell, and Walker. Pretty much the same. Uh, let's see. Uh, milk, bread, eggs, whey protein, and steroids. Is that uh, from what Joshua. Supposed to mean Those are the sandwich? vital building blocks that he needs <laughs> for this team to get stronger. He says, honestly, it's Peterson, Lawrence, ETN, Walker, and Lewican. Uh, Andrew says Cam Robinson, Fortner, Sheriff Jawan, and the first rounder that Peterson puts at left guard. So this guy's just going with the entire offensive line. Can't be taking that one seriously, no. right? So there was no Trevor in that, but I don't believe that was a serious response. Trevor Walker, Kirk know, Fortner, though. Campbell. Oh, please. You're like, they're they're keeping those five guys, hey, the look, entire offensive line. What did we talk about That's before the, the What did we talk about before the show off air? That's what we talked Remember? What? I don't know. What did uh, we say? We talk about a lot of things. Uh, just go ahead and All right, continue let's move along. This. All right, something that we don't want brought up. Uh, Trevor, Travis, Trayvon, Chad, and Luke. Uh, T-Law. And now, we said that, again, last break, do this six weeks ago, Devin Lloyd's on every list, right? Darn them for not letting me feel comfortable putting Devin Lloyd on this list. Every list he's on. I yeah. mean, how can you feel comfortable? That's he's what I'm benched. saying. That we're two-thirds into the, his rookie year, and it's like, yeah, I don't know if he's a building block guy. Uh, what? Trevor, <laughs> ETN, Walker, Sheriff, and Josh Allen. Uh, and, mm. To which point uh, much criticism was heaped upon uh, that submission on uh, Twitter here. And then Poppy Domino's got Trevor, Campbell, Cisco, Ridley, and ETN. So other than the person who just put all offensive linemen, oh. every single person. Put <laughs> I'm surprised. I I'm thought not. there would be one or two. that You could be the biggest Trevor hater in the world if you don't think he's one of the – the best building blocks of this team, then I don't know what I, I, what I, I can The tell photo you. I tweeted out yesterday of Trevor at the press conference, and somebody responded, bust. 
It's like there's okay. always those people okay. out there. That's fine. Compared to the other 52 guys on yeah. the roster who are the not, right? So you can, if that's your opinion of him, what about all the other guys, right? Like I, you, I, you think there are five guys that are, I mean, it's, look. I, I'm just telling you, there are people that still the are bust not. The bust label on the is Trevor, so stupid. The Trevor train. Do you agree? If you label somebody a bust, that means it's over. They're never going to fulfill their potential. Well, yeah. Right. That's what a bust is. That's what a bust is. Right. I think people think you can be a bust and then you could come back from that. No, bust means that's it. That's it. You were. It was wrong to take him. He'll never fulfill his potential. That's what the word means. Correct. So you think you know, people are using the word? I think some people are like he's a bust, and then you know, three years down the line, they'll go, "Well, he was a bust early." No, he, he's, you're either a bust or you're not. You're either pregnant or you're not. Right. <laughs> I mean, that's what they. Right. There's no. What? Yes, you're right. There's no being a little pregnant. You're either pregnant or you're not pregnant. Mm-hmm. You're either a bust or you're not a bust. I mean, to, to think he's a bust. It's crazy, I think. To think he might not fulfill his potential, okay, that's reasonable. But to know for a fact, I think that's that's my opinion. That's nuts. But Speaking so, of yeah. nuts, here's Matt Hayes. Hey, let's welcome <laughs> in XL Primetime. Hello. Now, the two-minute drill. Brought to you by Tire Outlet. Keeping 1010XL on track with wholesale prices and premium service. Tire Outlet, Jacksonville's largest locally owned automotive repair shop. Hello, Matt Hayes. How are you? So this this conversation isn't about like general managers or personnel people who still think he's a lift. This is about fans, right? This is yeah, 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 the, yeah. the question yeah. we asked today: are Who are the five most vital building blocks of the team? And D Rock said, "I bet some people don't put Trevor on the list." I'm like, "Come on, 100 percent of people will put Trevor on the list of five building blocks for this team. Anyone who doesn't is just trying to be facetious. I mean, there's they're zero there's zero no reason right. to not put him on the list zero unless you're trying to troll that yeah. you are." You know, a thinking person who doesn't have Trevor in the top five building blocks of this team. I mean, I'm literally questioning anyone saying that he doesn't put him at number one, actually. Of course, <laughs> right. I, I, and almost every single list had him at number one uh, across the board. And I, I'm presuming most people listed him in the order that they came to mind. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yes. I, I, yeah, that dude's going to be – he's a yeah. good player, man. Yeah. All right, so who are the other – g- give me – I'm not two sure I can give others. you four more, actually. All right, give me a couple. <laughs> who, who else? Give me one. Who do you feel is a building block to this franchise? ETN. You do, yeah, yeah. D Rock and I did not. We you don't agree with it, huh? Ah, t- I think we're running replaceable backs. position. Yeah, I mean, and it I'm is. looking. It is. I'm looking four and five years down the road, and I don't know. Well, I don't see anybody in either line of scrimmage. I can tell you that. So I like Fortner. maybe Fortner. Yeah, maybe Fortner. Yeah, Fortner got some love in there. Um, you know, Kirk Campbell. I like Kirk a lot, actually, a lot more than I liked him when they signed him. I like him oh, a lot. Oh, look, that that contract has been fully lived up to yeah. to this point yeah, in time I, if he I, continues on this pace. So, all right, what do you guys have coming up today? We got Blaine Bishop, uh, Nashville Radio. is going to come and talk about the Titans, former Titans star safety, obviously. Uh, we got our coach, Coach Campo, breaking down all things Jags in the NFL in the second half. All right, well, uh, hopefully you can figure out the formula to win a football game this week. <laughs> Score more points than the other guys. <laughs> no turnovers. Well, we don't even need to. All right. Uh, thank you, Matt. You got three hours to not come up with the yeah. perfect formula. By the way, speaking of the Titans, obviously, that's who they're playing this week. Donovan sent you and I that video yesterday. Did oh. you finish the last 15 minutes? I, I didn't, actually. I'll be Holy honest with you. I watched the first 10. Cow. Like, he's been carrying around a video camera, Donovan Darius, from his playing days. He would just be in a locker room with the thing running. And he sent us a 25-minute video of the – Road game at Tennessee in 99 where they got beat bad, like 45 to 10 that day when they had a chance to clinch the Central. 
and he sent us the video, and I was hyped as soon as I saw the link. I was like, oh, this is going to be fun. Halftime is incredible. Yeah, ha- halftime apparently Coughlin loses his absolute mind. And Donovan just has a full-on video camera propped in the locker, just filming away back then. He's like, nobody cared. There was no social media. Nobody was worried about where it was going. They're thinking, you know, what? like 20 years down the road, you put, and, which is the case with him. Here we are 22, 23 years later, and he's just digging up all this old – he's like, you think anybody would want to see this? We're like, yes, are you kidding? Absolutely. Are you kidding? <laughs> Kaufman I, losing his mind on well, you guys? It was funny, even, even in the pregame locker room, yeah. Baselli was coming in there. This was in 99, and it was the regular season, and Baselli was, you know, to, for anyone who was around, was just telling him – Today's the day, and this, you know, he wasn't like making a speech. He was just randomly kind of walking through the That's locker what he did room before a game, yeah. speaking out loud, you know. And it was fun. It was amazing. You see uh, Jimmy and Keenan, and you know, in this one, they're in the all whites, right? But uh, he was showing us a, just a brief clip in those just freaking gorgeous teal jerseys, man, <laughs> of Jimmy and Keenan together in the locker room. It's like, are you kidding me? I know. I people would inject this so straight in their veins, it's not even funny. Right now, so hopefully he needs Donovan to put it on pay per view. Maybe uh, a that's why I, I say you can monetize it. He's like, man, I'm not trying to make money. I'm like, well, then just put it out there yeah. for folks to watch his stuff. So uh, yeah, he sent us a couple of uh, videos last night, and I'll spend part of the afternoon catching up on those. But uh, what I saw was a lot of fun. DRock uh, ESPN.com is where you toil, and uh, so uh, tell us again what you've got cooking over there. Yeah, working on a defense story for next week. Like we talked about, they've uh, invested a lot of money and a lot of picks, and they're not getting anything for that return. So now all of a sudden you're facing the prospect of having to rebuild again and make this draft in this offseason about the defense again. Good thing about all that, we got a lot of practice at the rebuild, right? So (laughs) what are these years of this? Click right in. Oh, yeah! I'm beginning to think that rebuild is the wrong word because Uh, it had to have been built at first to be rebuilt. Correct. So it would just say another build. Sure. Why not? All right. (laughs) Build on the wreckage of the last civilization. And, you know, I I watch too much Ancient Aliens. Never mind. All right. uh, That'll do it for us today. For Mike DiRocco, uh, check him out at ESPN DiRocco. For Tony Smith, for E.T., our man Rob on the south side participating in the Breakfast Bowl today. Appreciate that. Tom McManus coming in tomorrow on a Keys to Victory Friday. Appreciate all of you out there. That was D-Rock just hitting his head on the microphone. If anyone heard that little thump right there, wasn't going to go uncommented upon. Uh, I am Mike Dempsey, and I will not let you slip up without exposing you to the public. And uh, I'm sure I do stupid things all the time myself. I I wish I could eat my egg, D-Rock. Nobody got me an egg. Uh, XL Primetime is next on 1010XL 92.5 FM. Come on, somebody!